We just wrapped up the 2023 edition of the NYU Hospitality Industry Investment Conference and wanted to share just a couple things that were top of mind in case you weren't able to make the show or if you did make it and weren't able to attend most of the sessions. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. I think the first thing that struck me was it felt a little bit like deja vu from last year. There's a lot of talk about some of the tailwinds behind the industry of hospitality and travel, both in the short term, people feeling like they want to get out there coming out of COVID and wanting to spend their money on experiences instead of of hard goods. That is something that continued this year. There's a lot of optimism, both for the short term and the long term. I think that's important as we think about building things in this industry, as we think about our own careers, the potential and the opportunity here is significant. In the short term, coming out of COVID, consumers wanting to spend more on experiences. But longer term, there's a lot of demographic trends that point to more opportunity. This was talked about again and again, I think, as we look at this year and next, um, inbound travel to the US from countries like China is expected to continue. Group business is expected to continue. And then longer term, demographics as millennials get older, wanting to spend more on hospitality, on experiences, um, seem like a core trend to to watch here. So a lot of optimism in 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 that regard. Eric Resnick, the CEO of KSL Capital Partners, said it doesn't really matter if there's a recession or not. He's very bullish, as were almost everyone there at the event in terms of the short and long term prospects of hospitality. Another thing that I was tracking was a focus on providing value. So just because there's demand there doesn't mean that we can be complacent. And Monish Arora, the CEO of Unifocus, which provides guest and employee satisfaction software in talking with his clients, there's this common sentiment of as travelers, we want to be treated very well. Uh, because we're paying more, right? So our expectations are higher as well. And we can't just use excuses of we're dealing with COVID and all of that. We have higher expectations as travelers, right? So we need to provide value. Clint Woodlock, the SVP of finance for the Americas at Hilton, talked a little bit about high prices, but he said, I've never heard someone complaining about price when they feel like they're getting value back. So really important to provide value on this podcast. We've talked about creating experiences. That's really important. But another way to do that is investing in the product itself, the physical asset, the infrastructure, the design. And so another theme was now really being the time to invest in product. Oliver Banke, the CEO of Deutsche Hospitality, spoke to this specifically and said, we have an opportunity to be surgical across segments and create products and experiences that deeply resonate and create genuine value for travelers and, and other stakeholders, right? And that's what's going to allow us to maintain premium pricing in this environment and moving forward. What's interesting to hear is that investments in product are already paying off. And Lonnie Orberg, the CFO at Marriott, said that she's seeing an impact of investment in assets in, in a strong ROI from that as, as they've seen in years. So it's really important to keep the physical assets, the product, up to a level that meets these increased guest expectations. Another theme was strategizing before restaffing. A shortage of workers in the industry was brought up 
as a continued theme, but this could also be a moment to think about, okay, what changes need to be made before rehiring to think about what are the right people and what will be the best roles for those people. CEO of Hyatt said, we really need to think about what restaffing looks like. There's been fundamental changes in operations that are uh, proving durable and enduring. And so staffing can and should look different. Monish Arora of Unifocus said, there's a tendency to add staff without looking at current staff and workflow and thinking about where we can optimize that. So as we're thinking about hiring people back into the industry, let's maybe use this moment to think about what is the best focus for them? What would be the best workflows to get the best results? Probably unsurprisingly, AI dominated tech talk and people like Keith Barr at IHG said that they're using AI in pricing and revenue. Of course, that's been going on for some time. They're using it in sustainability more and more. So I heard that from many people. Jeff Wegener, the CEO at Outrigger Hospitality Group, had maybe one of the more interesting takes in saying that the seeding of AI, providing this training data, needs to happen. And we've seen Skift in, in the hospitality media space do this with their content. And I think for hotel brands and operators, this could be an opportunity as well. Something else here, Bruno Shavat, the CEO of TravelSpy, said that in a world powered by AI, trust is the new currency. So trust being a currency in this AI-dominated world, something to think about. How do you create trust with your customers, with your partners? I think, though, listening between the lines of everything that was talked about in this conference there's really an opportunity for smart revenue management and operations technology. And Rajit Mohan of PwC confirmed this with some research that that they did around the top investment opportunities for brands being in revenue management, property management, and reservations. So core areas to look at for um, innovation. That's where hotel operators and owners are investing. In terms of guest-facing technology, there was a consensus that this should be focused on the pre-stay, the booking process, and the post-stay experience. Accor CEO talked about a robot will never welcome anyone at an Accor hotel. And he said anything before the stay and after the stays should be tech-driven, it's fair game. But anything during the stay should not be led by tech. So that's a, a theme that I've heard in conversations, interviews I've done for this podcast and seemed like the biggest areas for automation for AI back-of-house processes, making staff more efficient, but not necessarily interacting with guests. I've spent most of my career working in hotel tech, and an interesting theme as well was ROI on tech being a little bit less important than I've heard in the past. So I heard from people like Ed Hoganson, the CFO of Crestline Hotels, said the ROI on tech isn't always obvious, but if you don't invest, it's going to cost you a bucket load. Hacks, security issues, it's going to be costly. And you're going to be inefficient. If you don't invest in tech, you're going to be behind and you're going to be at a competitive disadvantage. And so it's an interesting change of tone. I think, you know, when, back in the days when I was selling technology, it would always be about the ROI. And it seems that owners and operators now are focusing on how do we stay competitive and provide or meet the expectations of guests and staff. A lot of talk about people. I think panelists were paying lip service to the importance of people in hospitality, but honestly, few were sharing really meaningful things they were doing beyond offering flexible shifts. And candidly, I think a lot of the talk was framed around labor and it almost felt like a necessary evil. There were others that were exceptions to that. And Peter Strubel at Omni Resorts was talking about affordable housing for staff. He was talking about, he said, we're in the associate housing business and was developing three new buildings around the resorts and buying other motels and other buildings to house staff. So I did see some tangible ways to support people, but 
honestly, it, it was a little bit disheartening in in some cases where people almost felt like a commodity or people were something to get rid of. For those that were focused on people, though, they also recognized the importance of the employer brand. And so people like James Birmingham at Virgin Hotels talked about Richard Branson, of course, the founder and chairman of Virgin Group, doing this for decades. And he said that the key to solving the labor challenge is having a really strong employer brand and employer reputation. So you got to operate in the right way, have the right culture. That's going to provide you with an enduring ability to attract and retain talent. I think overall, in, in, in summary, there, there's a real opportunity to stand out in what I kind of felt was just a total sea of similarity. Many people said very, very similar things. And people that we've heard from recently on this show, people like Richard Garcia at Remington Hospitality, Innovating in Beverage and Food, or Craig Poole taking a dramatically different approach to people stand out to me. And it's this opportunity that pushes me to stay on the hunt for the most interesting people, building the most interesting things, and sharing them with you here on the Hospitality Daily Podcast. So I'm going to keep that up. I'm going to stay on the hunt for those stories and inspiration to help you. But I hope this recap was helpful from the conference and would love to hear your thoughts. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 